0: Welcome to our couch. Take a seat. It's time for therapy.
1: Movie therapy.
0: I'm Kristen Meinzer, culture critic and co-author of How to Be Fine.
1: And I'm Rafer Guzman, film critic for Newsday. In each episode of Movie Therapy, we offer up questionable advice and solid movie recommendations for whatever
0: ails you. Yes, please note the questionable part. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason I say to note that is because we are not real therapists. We are not real doctors, but we are real movie critics.
1: So, Kristen, shall we get to this
0: week's letters? Yes, let's do it. Our first letter is from Samantha. Samantha says... Dear Rafer and Kristen, I'm normally a pretty great sleeper. Unless there's a big presentation I have to make the next day or a flight I have to be up early for the next morning, I generally sleep well and wake up refreshed. But lately, I lay awake at night, sometimes for hours, not exactly worrying, but also not able to shut off my brain. I'm sure this is all related in some way to living in our uncertain times. How can I get myself to relax and get my brain into bedtime mode? Hmm. Well, Rafer, are you somebody who sleeps okay? Well, I was going to say,
1: you know, I I may be not the best person to come to for this because I can sleep literally anywhere under literally any conditions.
0: Oh, I so envy that, Rafer. Oh my gosh, that is that is such a blessing. You should just thank your lucky stars for that because I I don't know too many people who can do that.
1: No, my wife can't do it. It's it's just it's one of these things I have I have fallen asleep um you know, I can fall asleep on a on a beach, in a car, in a train, on a plane. Uh, I've fallen asleep in a meeting where there were only two other people in the meeting. I I can fall asleep. I can fall asleep anywhere at any time. Uh, weirdly enough, I never sleep during movies. I don't know why that is.
0: Wow, that's incredible because you and I have sat through some really boring movies. Let
1: me tell you. Yes, <laughs> I, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Be, and it's, a, it's clearly just psychological, right? I remember once I went to a, back in uh, Los Angeles, they used to have these 50-hour movie marathons. Whoa. Uh, when Los Angeles, yeah, it was incredible. They were great. They were like some of the highlights of my life. So 50 hours, it's a long time. And I remember once we stayed for about 48 hours or maybe 46, and then we all piled into the car drove across town so that we could catch a screening of 2001. No! And I never, <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, and we. Ne- I never fell asleep.
0: So many people can't stay awake for 2001 just under regular circumstances, but after 50 hours straight of watching movies? Oh my gosh.
1: I know, I know. What can I tell you? That's
0: incredible.
1: You thought for a moment I was going to recommend 2001, didn't you, Kristen? I did. I know, I know how you feel about that film.
0: I absolutely thought you were going to recommend that. <laughs> I know many a fine <laughs> (laughs) person who has slept through that movie, (laughs) myself included.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, Kristen, do you do you have a recommendation for Samantha and her sleeping problem?
0: I do. And I I do want to say I totally feel you, Samantha. I'm not always a great sleeper. I also sometimes suffer from nightmares. So I know what it's like to not necessarily sleep well. It can be frustrating. As far as advice goes, before I have a movie recommendation, Do all the things that doctors say are supposed to do. You know, don't consume caffeine after two o'clock if you can in the afternoon. Uh, Try to get a little bit of, you know, physical activity during the day. Try to practice good sleep hygiene. You know, don't use your phone in bed. Do all those things. But if you're doing all of those things and you're still not really able to fall asleep, don't be hard on yourself. You know, maybe you're just not going to sleep well tonight. Maybe you can go to the living room and read a book and just, you know, sit on the couch for a while or maybe you can watch one of the things that Rafer and I are going to recommend. So first on my list is a movie that uh, Rafer, you and I both know very well from Terrence Malick called The Tree of Life. Oh. This is a very famous film from about 10 years ago, famous partly because I believe it broke all records for the number of people who asked for refunds for their tickets. Is that correct?
1: That, could, that certainly could be. I, I remember there was, I remember there was quite an outcry. Over this, over this film. Yes. Um, yes. This is Yeah, this is the one I believe that goes so far back to tell its story that there's a dinosaur in it.
0: Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. It tells pretty much the entire history of time, of humanity, and of this one character who is a little boy growing up in small town Texas who grows up eventually to have confusions and resentments and his own life and... His own issues that relate partly to his stern father played by Brad Pitt and his beautiful mother played by Jessica Chastain and this boy who grows up ends up being Sean Penn. And I'm I'm acting as though there's a story here. There's really not. It, as far as I remember this movie, I mean, I, I'm I'm just going to confess right there. What I just said there is kind of just a plot summary I read on Wikipedia because when I watched the movie, I could not for the life of me decipher a plot. There are close-ups of leaves of trees, there's wind blowing through hair, people walking in slow motion. Is there dialogue even in this movie? I don't even know if there's dialogue in this movie.
1: I can't really <laughs> I can't really honestly remember if Brad Pitt was the father or the son. Oh. Was Sean Penn the father? <laughs> I can't remember. Maybe Brad Pitt was the father.
0: Are you sure you didn't fall asleep in this movie, Rafer? <laughs>
1: I, I swear to you, I did not fall asleep in this movie. I, I was I was not quite as down on this film as you were, I think, Kristen. I I, I was not a fan. I, I did think it was a uh, an unsuccessful Terrence Malick film, but I was not quite as down on it as you were.
0: Yeah, and I mean, just to be clear, Terrence Malick has many slow-moving films. He's not known for having super lively, high-action, tons of dialogue sorts of movies. That's true. But... In his entire oeuvre of work, this is completely the slowest of all of them.
1: (laughs) Okay, Kristen. I I I have to say I think a lot of people would really agree with you on that one. Yeah,
0: there's nothing to concentrate on. There's no character to identify with. There, There is nothing that is going to hold your attention enough to keep you awake. But if this movie frustrates you too much, because I will say I know a number of people who just got angry at the movie. It didn't put them to sleep. It just made them mad. There is something else that I've been known to do from time to time when I'm having a hard time sleeping. That is to turn on one of the home shopping channels, like the Home Shopping Network, Uh. to just have that on softly on the TV while I lay on the couch. And there's something about it that is so soothing, at least to me, because people are just talking about something I don't really care about. I don't really care if that necklace is for the next hour only 50 off. I don't really care about these people who are presenting this lotion or these culottes or whatever they're presenting. I don't care about them, but they're just talking and everything they say is kind of delivered in a gentle but happy way. It, it almost just creates a background noise to keep me company as I drift off to sleep. But I don't ever get attached. I don't ever get excited. I don't ever feel the need to even open my eyes. I can just fall asleep listening to Home Shopping Network. So I do that sometimes, and I find it very soothing, actually. I don't know if that works for everybody, but I do know that for some people, it kind of creates that same feeling of just listening to talk radio when it's turned to a station you don't care about. Did you say culottes? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, just wanted to, I just wanted to check and make sure I heard that right. Yes. Culottes are something that you will sometimes find on the Home Shopping Network, <laughs> as well as pedal pushers and clam diggers. Yes. <laughs> All sorts of trousers of odd length, yes.
1: Yeah, it's like reading the Sky Mall magazine. You start thinking, oh, a a CD case that that turns into a a recliner. Maybe I could use that in my house. (laughs) Next thing you know, you're asleep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I can see that. I can see that, Kristen.
0: And um, by the way, I don't think I'm going to play clips for either of these because, again, Tree of Life, I don't remember there being any dialogue in the whole thing. And also, I don't want to just search for clips because I'll fall asleep searching for clips. (laughs) You know what? You know, I, I will throw in just a Home Shopping Network clip right here. Here you go. Look at the girls. Pick your favorite color. We'll go back to the colors in just a minute. Jackie, when you do a lot I know mm-hmm. you put pockets in these. Yes, we not only put pockets in these, but it's a little wider than our gaucho. It's fun. It almost looks like when you put your legs together, it almost looks like a skirt. All right, Rafer, but let's <laughs> let's get to your recommendation for Samantha here. What are you going to prescribe her to help her sleep better?
1: I, I have a, a somewhat similar pick of a, of a movie that I think will be so slow-moving and uneventful that it will put you to sleep. It's a movie called Somewhere from 2010. Oh, Do you remember it? God! Oh, so well. This
0: is one of Sofia Coppola's movies.
1: That's exactly right. The fourth film from Sofia Coppola. Uh, A filmmaker who I like quite a bit. I don't know about you, Kristen, but, you know, Lost in Translation, which I like. The Virgin
0: Suicides, Marie Antoinette. Oh, I loved The Virgin Suicides. Virgin Suicides, I thought, was fantastic. Yes, but Somewhere? Oh, boy.
1: You know, and it's interesting uh, because, you know, her her other movies are all very interesting. Uh, However, in Somewhere, uh, we had this guy whose name is Johnny Marco, played by Stephen Dorff. Johnny Mark was an actor. He's a very famous one, but he's in a slump and he's holed up at the famous Chateau Marmont in Hollywood. What's he doing there? Almost literally nothing. He hangs (laughs) out in his hotel room. He meets an old friend. He has a drink. He takes some pills. Uh, He has some sex. He smokes a lot. He hangs out with his 11-year-old daughter, Cleo, played by Elle Fanning. Those are probably, I would say, the most exciting moments uh, in the movie. And just to give you an example... Here's a clip of the two of them playing ping-pong. Do that sound it makes when we're doing good. I like that sound. Okay, okay. here we go. I got it. Okay. Okay.
0: Look. Listen to those sparks fly, Rafer. That is such an exciting scene. I swear to you, <laughs>
1: Kristen can attest to this. Samantha, our, our listener, Samantha, I swear to you, that's the most exciting scene in the entire film. There's <laughs> there's more action in those 20 seconds than the rest of the film combined. The, that it's, so uh, I, I really... It's one of these films that I was sort of amazed by it. you know, it, It's a film that literally begins with a car driving around a track in circles. It takes like 10 minutes for the car to just drive. It passes us once, and you've got to sit there and wait, and it passes you again, and you sit there and wait. And I thought, <laughs> oh, wow, Sofia Coppola is really going to go there. So, so I, I don't think somewhere will be so irritating like a a movie like uh, perhaps not like Tree of Life, perhaps not a movie like By the Sea with Angelina Jolie and also Brad Pitt. That movie is really boring, but that movie would make you angry. I think somewhere (laughs) will just put you to sleep. So Samantha, that's my recommendation to you.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) if they don't put you to sleep, you will be awake and angry. Yes. So our, so again, our recommendations from Rafer are Somewhere by Sofia Coppola. And from me, Tree of Life by Terrence Malick. And of course, the good old Home Shopping Network where you can buy cool odds. All
1: right. We're going to take a quick break. But before we do, are you in a predicament where you could use some questionable advice and a good movie recommendation?
0: Or a bad one in this case. <laughs>
1: or two terrible, terrible films. Write to us at Rafer and Kristen at gmail.com. You don't have to use your name. You can make it up. You can call yourself Terrence Malick if you want.
0: Yes, yes. But if it is you, Terrence Malick, I have some questions for you about Tree of Life. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's Rafer and Kristen at gmail.com. You can also fill out the contact form at RaferandKristen.com and ask your questions there or tweet us at Rafer Guzman and at kristenminzer. Stay with us. When we're back, we have somebody who is missing their co-workers.
1: Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's triviality. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, Rafer, we are back with our second letter of the week. Who is it from? It's from
1: Denny, and Denny says, Dear Rafer and Kristen, My place of work instructed us to start working from home back in March and told us we'd likely all be back in two months. Well, it's more than two months now, and they still have most of us working from home, and they're considering making this the new normal as it cuts down on real estate and operation costs. From a business perspective, I get it, but from a personal perspective, it sucks. I miss my co-workers, I miss running into them by the coffee station, chatting over lunch, and grabbing drinks after work. Yes, we have daily Zoom meetings, but it's not the same.
0: Oh, gosh. I totally feel you, Denny. I am somebody who loves having coworkers. Rafer and I both mentioned on the show before that, you know, we home office and we started home officing long before COVID. But, you know, sometimes we get really lonely at home. Yeah. It's not that much fun going to the kitchen. And who do you talk to? Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you get to chit chat with about like what no good you got up to last night? Oh, nobody. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just you and yourself all the time. So ugh, I feel this, don't you, Rafer?
1: Uh, you know, I do. Um, I, I miss my coworkers too, just like you do. Uh, you know, I had coworkers for a long time, uh, I, you know, Complicated situation. I work for one paper, and we owned another paper, and I tended to work out of that paper's office, AM New York. And then we sold that paper, and you know, a lot of my coworkers went their separate ways, and I haven't seen them in a long time. And uh, you know, I miss showing up and having a place to be, my own desk, all that stuff. But uh, like Kristen, I now work out of my home for the most part. You know, it's not the worst life, but I understand what Denny is saying. You, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it in a way. But you do kind of miss the people that you work with. You do miss your coworkers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for a lot of us, they, you know, we spend more time with them than pretty much anybody else, right? Yeah. Um, We're asleep maybe for eight hours a day, unless we're like our listener, Samantha, maybe less than that.
1: <laughs> um, two two hours a day.
0: Yes. And then the rest of the time we're, you know, commuting to work, running errands, doing all the other things. And then there's that giant eight or 10 hour block where we're at the office or at our workplace where those people essentially become our family that people were around the most often.
1: Yeah. So Kristen, what do you say to Denny? Do you have a
0: prescription for him? Well, I have a few different prescriptions for him, and I hope it's okay with you, Rafer, that I have kind of a grab bag here for him. Um, That's fine. All right. So I'm going to go from least recent to most recent in these recommendations. The first is The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Sure. Yes. Uh, starring Mary Tyler Moore as Mary Richards. She is a TV producer who moves to the big city of Minneapolis to work at a news station. All of the folks there become... Friends, They become family. They aren't just colleagues. And what's great about the folks that she works with is you see that they don't just hang out at the office. They don't just hang out at the water cooler. They hang out at Mary's hip one room apartment. They go out for drinks. (laughs) They have a lot of fun. And, you know... This show is a great reminder, your friends don't just have to be at work all the time. They can be like Mary and her co-workers are. You can hang out outside of work. You can talk on the phone with them. And maybe that'll make you feel a little bit better just to watch how Mary does it with her friends. Come on, Mary, who's coming to the party tonight? Yeah, you
1: said she it was, was a celebrity. He... Uh, is it somebody in politics?
0: No, not politics.
1: Someone in communications?
0: Not communications. Does it wear pants? <laughs> yes. No more questions. <laughs> so that's my furthest back one. A more recent one I want to name is Cheers, which is a TV show that ran for about a decade on NBC, I believe it was. Oh, I love Cheers. Oh, just when I hear the theme song of Cheers, there's a part of my heart that fills up so much that it starts to spill over in tears because mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's
1: great. Mm-hmm.
0: Everything you've got Taking a break from all your worries
1: Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away Sometimes you wanna go Where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You wanna be where you can see Our troubles are all Knows
0: your name. This is a show that takes place in Boston at a bar that's called Cheers. We have Sam Malone, who's a former professional baseball player. We have his former coach, and the two of them are the main people who run the bar. We have a hoity-toity, or she thinks of herself as hoity-toity, a waitress named Diane Chambers who comes in and is a total misfit but becomes embroiled in some tension and some romance with Sam at the bar. Yes. And then we have all of the regulars who come into the bar at all times. We have the other staff at the bar. And it is so fun!
1: Oh, but I, I always, I always loved Cheers, and I, I would, I would say that uh, you know, Sam and Diane, Ted Danson, Shelley Long,
0: really like one of one of the best TV couples ever. Such a mismatch, but so perfect for each other. <laughs> oh yeah, they're great. And then the most recent TV show I want to bring up is Superstore. Superstore is another ensemble, multicultural show. It takes place in a store that's a very thinly veiled Walmart. Uh, You get to see some members of the team get promoted. You get to see romances happen between them and all the behind the scenes shenanigans that go into making a store work. And it's just such a fun tribute to what it's like to work with people that you like and sometimes work with people you don't like because there are, you know, conflicts that also happen. There are tricks people play on each other. Things do not always go smoothly. And uh, sometimes you have to take sides, especially against your boss. Check it out, people. We got a robot. All right. It was nice of corporate to wait an entire week before they reminded us we're just as replaceable as Mateo. Hey, nobody can
1: replace Mateo.
0: Aren't you living in his apartment?
1: Yes, I'm keeping an eye on his stuff. All right, I like those. I've, and I've always been curious about Superstore because I've seen the uh, commercials for it, but I haven't seen the show itself.
0: Oh, it's really good fun. Um, but that was a long list for me. What about you, Rafer? I'm curious about what you have to recommend for Denny here.
1: All right, well, I'm, I'm just putting all my eggs into one basket on this one. I'm going to recommend a movie that I think... Kristen, you and I may have seen together from 2015, called *The Intern*.
0: Yes, we st- we did see this together. With, did we see it together with Anne Hathaway? Exactly, and with Robert De Niro. Yes, exactly.
1: Yes. And uh, so this is a Nancy Myers film, uh, and you know Nancy Myers is the best. Now you, you know it, her her name generally means that you're going to get something anywhere from good to great. You know she did *It's Complicated*. She did uh, *Something's Got to Give*. Uh, the new version of *The Parent Trap*. She's a really talented, funny filmmaker, and you've got this great cast. Um, like Kristen said, the star is Robert De Niro. He plays a guy named Ben Whitaker, 70-year-old widower, lifelong marketing executive, now retired. But he enters a, I think it's like a senior citizen contest uh, to enter an internship program, and he winds up getting placed at this new company called About the Fit, and it's an online fashion startup in hipster Brooklyn, and the founder is Jules Austin, played by Anne Hathaway. And from there, you can pretty much figure it out. You know, it's, it's one of these stories. The old dog will learn new tricks. The young whippersnappers will learn the value of the old ways. And everyone will end up happy. Here's a clip.
0: I'm not trying to brown nose you, but I've been in business a long time and I've never run across anyone quite like you. You do inspire, Jules. I just knew at the end of the day that a woman with a glass of wine and a laptop had real shopping potential. you have a favorite quote? I do. You're never wrong to do the right thing. Who said that? You? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Mark Twain said it first. You know what's crazy about this movie, Rafer? It has almost no conflict in it. No. And yet it's still such a joy to watch. Like, you just want to see everybody be happy. You want to see everybody do well. Yeah, they pretty much do. Yeah, and they pretty much do. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know that makes it sound like it's not a recommendation. Like, oh, not much happens. But, you know... What does happen is just really sweet. It's really delightful. The characters are so enjoyable. Right. I think this is a great recommendation, Rafer.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you know, listen, uh, I'll be honest, Denny. Uh, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, I probably wouldn't recommend this movie to you, but, you know, the, <laughs> the bar is a little lower. It's it's like Kristen is saying, it's kind of like three quarters of a movie. They kind of, they forgot the, they forgot a real villain. They forgot a central conflict. They kind of forgot a story, but that's okay because, you know, again, it's really sweet and you've got a really good support cast here too. You've got Rene Russo, the, the great and underused Rene Russo plays. Ah, she's uh, always so good. She's so great. Uh, and you just, you don't see her enough, uh, but she plays an older massage therapist who strikes up a little romance with Robert De Niro. Um, Adam Devine from Pitch Perfect is in it. And Linda Lavin, small, a small role for Linda Lavin from Alice, the old sitcom Alice. Yes. But, you know, this is one of these films, Denny, where most of it takes place in the office. It's all about relationships with co-workers. Um, and it's, you know, it's just it's upbeat, fun, sweet. You know, so if you're missing the fun part of work, this movie might give you a little shot of that.
0: Ugh. I love it. I think all these recommendations are great, Rafer, if I do say so myself. Uh, No, me too. And I'm going to watch Superstore. (laughs) Oh, please check it out. So, again, Denny, those recommendations are The Intern from Rafer. And then, for me, a trio of TV shows The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Cheers, and Superstore. We're going to take one more quick break. But when we're back, we have our What Should I Watch Next letter of the week.
1: We are back with our What Should I Watch Next letter of the week. And this one is from Melinda. Should I read this one?
0: Oh, yes. Please do, Rafer.
1: All right. Melinda says, Dear Rafer and Kristen, I was very much looking forward to the new 2020 adaptation of Emma. Before COVID, the plan was for it to be released in the theater. After COVID, that all changed. And it was released instead on Amazon for 20 bucks. Even though I live alone in a part of the country where movie tickets are half that price, I sprung for it because it seemed like a fresh new take on the period romance, and I love period romances. Sadly, it was terrible. The characters weren't flushed out. The story (laughs) was all over the place. I barely stayed awake. What should I watch next to get the taste of this terrible Emma adaptation out of my mouth? (laughs) Now, Kristen, this is... This is this is this is your this is your area of expertise right here.
0: Oh my gosh, you know I love a costume movie, a costume drama, a costume comedy drama, a costume romance. Indeed. I love I love a bonnet, I love a hoop skirt, I love it all and um I do have to say <laughs> Melinda, I am with you. I also did not like this adaptation of Emma. I thought it was terrible. I thought they had no idea what they were doing. They lost track of what the plot was. They couldn't keep track of who the characters were supposed to be. Oh, it was Terrible! It was so, 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 so bad. Did you see it, Rafer? I've heard
1: no. And i would heard really mixed things about this. Um, it's with uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who I mm-hmm. like a lot. And I had kind of high hopes for it. Um, I didn't wind up seeing it or reviewing it. But I, I do know reading reviews that they were a little mixed. I think some people found it really charming and interesting and different. And some people had a kind of well, why did they do this kind of reaction.
0: <laughs> I'm in the latter camp.
1: I'm I, like, I guess. I guess this? that's right. <laughs>
0: So, Reefer, do you have a suggestion for what Melinda should watch next to get the taste of this new Emma out of her mouth?
1: I do have a suggestion. And, Kristen, you're not going to like it. Oh, no. Are you ready?
0: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Am I?
1: <laughs> I don't think you are, Kristen. Uh, my suggestion for Melinda to get rid of the Emma taste in your mouth is a movie from 1990 called Metropolitan. Kristen, oh, let, you let me hear it. Know, I, I hate knew it. this
0: movie. You know how much I, I hate know. this movie. Oh my! God.
1: I know you do. <laughs> all right, all right, Mel- Melinda, don't pay attention to Kristen at least for the moment. Let, just hear God. me out on Metropolitan. This is one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's from the writer-director called Wit Stillman. Uh, He's only made five films over the past 30 years, and this was his first. It is inspired by uh, Jane Austen's novels. It's about a group of wealthy young socialites on the Upper East Side, and there's a new kid named Tom who kind of falls into their social circle, and they don't realize at first that he is actually from Horrors, the Upper West Side. But they let him in anyway because he's smart and fun and charming, and he falls for one of the girls named Audrey He's not really sure he's in her league. She might be going out with this guy named Rick, who's this you know, aristocrat who's got a lot of money. But he's, you know, he wants to hang out with these guys. He's so charmed by their their witty banter and uh, and their their beautiful tuxes and their dresses. And uh, he's just he's falling in love with this whole crowd and this whole kind of Austin esque milieu. Here's a clip. I
0: read that Lionel Trilling essay you mentioned. You really like Trilling? Yes. I think he's very strange. He says that nobody could like the heroine of Mansfield Park. I like her. Then he goes on and on about how we, modern people of today, with our modern attitudes, bitterly resent Mansfield Park because its heroine is virtuous. What's wrong with a novel having a virtuous heroine?
1: His point is that people putting on a play is simply absurd.
0: You found Fanny Price unlikable?
1: She sounds pretty unbearable, but I haven't read the book. What? You don't have to have read a book to have an opinion on it. I haven't read the Bible either.
0: What Jane Austen novels have you read?
1: None. I don't read novels. I prefer good literary criticism. That way you get both the novelist's idea as well as the critic's thinking. With fiction, I can never forget that none of it ever really happened, but it's all just made up by the author.
0: Ugh, Rafer. Are you just suggesting this to torture me? You know I cannot stand this. this movie?
1: Why is that? Why do you hate it so much?
0: Oh, whatever. I'm a rich person who is not as rich as these other people. And now I feel bad I'm not as rich as these other people, even though I'm also rich. And look at all these rich people hanging out and being rich together. (laughs) Okay, but look, that's, (laughs) that's how I think of Metropolitan. That's what Jane Austen novels are about. And this is just a Jane Austen novel
1: with the gender roles reversed. It's 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 the same thing. It's all about wealth and class and societal norms. And, you know, can can your true love perhaps overcome all these issues that are kind of in the way? I, I just think it's such a great movie. It's at, like really, if there were a modern Jane Austen novel written in the moment today, granted we're talking about 1990, so it's a little dated now. But if there were a modern 20th century Jane Austen novel, this would be it. And and Whit Stillman, uh, he got an Oscar nod for the screenplay. I just think it's a great movie, and I, I've always loved it. And I and I think it holds up. I think it's wonderful. That's my pick, and I'm sticking to it, Kristen.
0: All right. Well, I knew it was inevitable that sometime during the course of the show that movie would come up because I know you love that movie. I know you love it. Um, So that's Metropolitan from Rafer. And I have a suggestion of a movie that is more recent and more excellent. It is called Bell. <laughs> it's from 2014.
1: Yes. And
0: it is uh, a movie with... All those things I love, the hoop skirts, the ruffles, the bonnets, all of it. It takes place in the late 1700s, and it follows two very beautiful cousins, one who is white and legitimate, but who has no inheritance, and one who is illegitimate and mixed race, uh, black-white, biracial, but who is an heiress. And we see the privileges and prejudices they both base, as well as the one cousin's role in the campaign to abolish slavery in England. And, of course, being a costume drama, there's also lots of gorgeous gowns and landscapes and romance and even a bit of real history. And best of all, it introduced the world to Gugu Mbatha-Raw, who I absolutely adore. It was one of my favorite movies of 2014. Here's a clip.
1: I am to marry shortly.
0: Mr. Ashford. Oh. He is amiable
1: and of good family. Is it what you want? The alternative is to replace Lady Mary in her responsibilities at Kenwood. But she's a spinster. Papa did not trust I could achieve a match that would raise my rank or even equal it.
0: You are above reducing yourself for the sake of rank.
1: Kristen, I'm just going to confess that even after all these years and all your rave reviews over this uh, movie, because I know you've loved this movie for a long time, I still have not seen Belle.
0: Oh, what, Rafer? You need to see this. I know. This. I
1: know, and I have it. I actually, I own, I own the Oscar screener. I have this. I have oh. the screener copy. I feel bad. I got to watch it. I will. I swear to no you, I will. You have
0: no excuse. You have no excuse. It is just luscious, but it's not just froth. It's not just, oh, I'm a rich person trying to marry a rich person. There's so many more layers to it. There's class. There's race. There's the idea of right. politically what's happening internationally in the world. So it's very smart, and it's dealing with bigger issues than can I marry up? And I, I again, just have to say, Gugu Mbatha-Raw is fantastic in this. She is just magnetic. She's beautiful. She's sympathetic. And after this movie, I've seen every single thing she's been in since then, because that's how much I love her in this movie. Again, the movie is called Belle from 2014. Please check it out. And Melinda, if you want to, you can also check out Rafer's suggestion. (laughs) Metropolitan. (laughs) 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 Thanks
1: a lot, Kristen. (laughs) Well, Kristen, I'd say that's a job well done, and I think that's it for this week's episode of Movie Therapy.
0: It is, but please don't hesitate to reach out if you need some advice, if you need some movie recommendations, if you want to have some bad movie recommendations that put you to sleep. Our email address is raferandkristen at gmail.com.
1: We're always here for you. You can reach out to us on Twitter at raferguzman and at Kristen Meinzer, and on our website, which is
0: raferandkristen.com. Please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And please tell your friends about our show, including your coworkers who you aren't seeing very much of right now. It really does help.
1: Until next time, I'm Rafer Guzman. And I'm Krista Meinzer. Thank you so much for listening.
0: Bye-bye.